Hi, and welcome to the Kaplan Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with me today, our HR manager, Patty Brookins. And Patty, thank you for agreeing to be here. Thank you. It's kind of a special time, really. Yeah, I'm your HR manager for another, oh, about 16 hours. Wow. <laughs> you and I have been together for a little over eight years now. Yeah, since your beginning. Working together. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was the first time we met. And, and I t- mentioned this earlier, um, I had not been in the state very long. It's the fire chief of Chino and had been invited to present on leadership at the captain's Academy. Yeah. And at the end of my presentation, you walked up and asked me if I'd be the chief of central Yavapai because that chief was out the door. And while I liked the idea, the fact of the matter was <laughs> I had just come to the state to work for Chino. So what seemed like an impossibility or improbable at the time, here we are. Here we are. Today, having worked together for over eight years. Yeah. It, things happen for a reason. I mean, you, that's, that, you ended up in Chino Valley for a reason, and it all just worked. It, it's it worked, worked out worked. really well. And yeah. so I wanted to ask you to come on today because this is your last week as the HR mm-hmm. manager. You will always be part of the CAFMA family. I think Thank you know you. that. I do. Um, but I, I just wanted to have you on to talk about what your time at CAFMA has been like, Um how you feel as you you go into retirement, that next chapter, and and what that looks like for you. I know you mentioned that uh, Station 63 uh, gave you a gift. They did. Um, they, they did. Those boys are so thoughtful. I <laughs> Thoughtful would be one way to look at it. Well, and it's see, nice I think to that's, give you the gift. That's why I've I've worked so well with these mm-hmm. with these people. Is we both have the same sick, twisted sense of humor. True. Um, I do remember you telling me one time that you didn't realize that your biggest HR problem was going to be your HR manager. That's true. Because of my mm-hmm. colorful vocabulary. Some things but, that are said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I do have a, a strong relationship and I, and I've told the boys that I've been visiting with here the last week or two that, that I have really good memories with each and every one of them. There's things that stand out mm-hmm. with each and every one of them. It's like your children, you know, you remember good things they did or really boneheaded, stupid things they did, but, oh, yeah. but, but you have these great memories with them. So, so we had dinner with these boys and, and they, um, as we were leaving, they presented me with a gift and I was touched like, Wow, a gift that I did not right. expect a present. That's really kind. So I, I, right before I opened the bag, one of them goes, now, now you understand, you know, we like to joke, right? So they're, yeah. they're kind of helping me understand right. that this is not a serious gift, Patty. Don't get all touchy about it. Um, but it was a, um, a, I don't know what you call it, a case, a package, a bag okay. of depends, um, adult diapers, and a package of polygrip. Uh, denture cream for so the, when all my teeth fall out. So the complaint has been filed with HR. Oh. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I actually looked in the bag and so, wow, I bet I could use these in a couple of years. I'm going to save them. Right. So, you know, because I, I've, I've tried to collect memories through the years and experiences so that when I really do get old and I'm sitting with all the other old ladies in the, in the lunchroom in the old folks home, um, I can tell them all these stories and make them laugh so hard right. that the old folks home is going to have to double their order of depends because they're all going to be yeah. wetting themselves because they're laughing so hard. That's a good goal in That's life. That's my goal. That's my goal. And I've had some really incredible experiences and a lot of them have, have, been, have come from here. So. Well, and, and you and I have been through a lot. <laughs> when, we, when we think back, we talked about some of them today. We can't get into details. 
because they're personnel issues, but some of the, the personnel issues that you've encountered since you've been here and, and that I've encountered and together we've had to work through these. And we haven't always seen eye to eye, but we've always been able to work right. through and, and come to an appropriate resolution for the right. person and right. uh, the organization. Some of them have been very difficult. Uh, and some of them ultimately have been, well, will end up being the stories that you tell in the old folks. Right, right. Or that policies were created because of certain actions. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, I've always felt very comfortable in this environment. Um, I, I've always said I'm not a decision maker, even though mm -hmm. people attach the idea of, oh, Patty's going to do this or Patty's going to do that. I've never been a decision maker, but I've always been the person I hope that provides you with good information, um, good opinions on what the rule of law says, what is appropriate in an employment mm -hmm. law situation and in a personnel situation so that, that you guys can make your best decisions. So I hope I've been able to do that. Well, and that's important. And that's why we're putting so much into the uh, search for the next HR manager. And I'm not going to say it's a replacement for you because no one can replace you. <laughs> Nobody uh, talks like me. No, That'd nobody, be hard to find. <laughs> no, well, very few would talk like you, but that's worked out well for this organization. <laughs> and quite honestly, um, we have a similar vocabulary. Yeah. We just choose to suppress it in public forums like podcasts. Correct. Yeah. I promised I wouldn't cuss today. So. Right. Well, you don't have to promise not to cuss completely. It's which words we use. <laughs> it's choice. So, you know, I walked into the engine bay and Jonah, I, we apologize. We were out talking to some of the firefighters that are out there. And before you were here, they're like, how do you get Patty to stay? We can't let her just leave. <laughs> Patty needs to stay here and continue being part of this. And I think it's because you've, you've, you've not only touched each one of them, but most of these folks, you've touched their significant others in some way, their children in some way over the years. And you, you've just had that impact on people. How does that, I mean, when you think back at that, just beyond the, the position in HR dealing with our, the employees that are here, your interactions with their families. Well, I, I've, I've always been a people, I guess a people person, mm -hmm. But I think in a human resources role, it's important that you bring that that level of humanity to that. And I can't understand what an employee is going through unless I have at least some sense of what their life is like outside sure. of work. So it, from the very beginning, it was important to me to, to at least know that whether they were married or not, or if they had children or not, or you know, what challenges they had in their life or what kinds of things interested them. That that was really important to me. And I made a point of of trying to find that out about each and every person. So um, I'm trying to impress that upon the team that I work with. And, and I hope that the new yeah. manager that comes in respects that as well because it, it helps you connect with them because if you've right. got some kind of personal connection with, with the people that you work with, um, when you have to have those hard conversations with them, it's, it's a little bit easier and, and it gives you some credibility. Well, and we talk a lot about family in the fire service. And one of the things we try to do in this organization is is live that. Um, we we show that in multiple different ways and, and we've seen it in action. Um, mm -hmm. When one of our employees, their, their son was hit by a car, when you right. were diagnosed with cancer and, and right. fought your battle. Um and you as the HR manager has really helped because if, if we don't have an HR division that focuses on f that family component mm -hmm. of this or doesn't understand the family part of the fire service, right. 
we're not going to be successful as an organization. And, right. and you've really guided that. Right. We, I mean, well, if we don't see that, we're just a bunch of people, you know, coming to work. Right. And, and I've had so many jobs through the course of my career that was just a bunch of people thrown together at work. And they really didn't care about each other. They really didn't um, try to get to know each other. They came, they did their job, and they left. And, you know, for them that was fine. But that wasn't fulfilling for, for me. That wasn't the kind of organization that I wanted to be with. And I was just so fortunate when I, when I landed here. Right. And, and what you've been able to build here and what we as as coworkers, as family members have been able to to do for each other. You it's know? been an amazing team environment trying right. to create that culture. And so when we look at that ne- next HR manager, we're looking for someone that understands right. what it truly means when we say family in the fire service, right. family within the CAFMA organization. And right. so... Honestly, any of the candidates looking to apply for our position should probably watch this podcast with you. Possibly, to, yeah, to it might help. Because what again, your thoughts are. and and I want the organization to bring in somebody that's going to take um, our human resource work to to the next level. Right. I mean, I've I've um, done work here that I'm really proud of, mm. and I'm and I and I feel really good about it. Um, did I do everything I wanted to do? Of course not. And did I do everything that you wanted me to do? No, I didn't. But um, but I would I would really like to see somebody come in, make it their own, and 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 take the organization to to another level of 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 respect and of integrity um, right. beyond what we've been able to build already. You know, and and I think that speaks volumes to the culture of the organization. Uh, beyond the family compo- component, but you know we talk about that a lot in development and leading other people, and that's knowledge is power only if you share it. Mm-hmm. And the idea that don't silo yourself and and not share information because when you leave, then there's a vacuum, a sucking sound that goes right. with you right. uh, because the institutional knowledge leaves. And what we should be doing is building people. Right. To come in and do a better job than we could. And right. I'm confident that when I leave my position, that someone else is going to come in and they're going to do, to do a better job than I yeah. can. Yeah. They're going to take this organization to a level that is beyond my my vision and foresight at this point right. or beyond my ability. Right. And that's why I need to share what I have and what I'm doing right. so that when somebody comes in after me, they're like, okay, we saw that. Now, now let's try this. It, let's yeah. try this. Yeah. And, and, and the two, um, the two people that work on my team, um, are understandably nervous, mm-hmm. you know, change is, is, is scary, but I want to help them see that, that this is an opportunity mm-hmm. that, you know, I have my way of, of doing things, but that's my way and I'm not here anymore. Mm-hmm. So when someone else comes in, that's the, the opportunity to throw out new ideas or try different things or bring things in a different direction. And, and I see it as a way to empower them to, to help um, create work that they feel much more right. valued at and, and good at. Well, can you share one of those funny stories that, that <laughs> it, 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 with whatever is appropriate? Because, there, believe it or not, there are some things that happen that are funny but not appropriate. Uh, I, what, what was something that was just, uh, for you, very memorable that just makes you smile each time you think about it? Well, I was, 
Well, there's so much. And, and um, I think that some of the biggest things, the biggest impacts for me and my family was when I was diagnosed with cancer in 2017. Um, you're terrified when you hear that word. And then they tell you, well, it's stage three and we don't know if we can catch it. It makes it even worse, you know? So um, we, uh, my husband and I talked about it and our first thought was, okay, we're going to have to navigate this. But then the right. next thought was, I'm going to lose my job because I'm looking at a year-long treatment regimen. I'm going to lose my job. And on the heels of that was, I'm going to lose my insurance, you know? And I came and talked with you talked with Chief Tharp and, and revealed my diagnosis, and you instantly brought comfort to us by saying, don't worry about that. Let's just take it one day at a time and, and move forward. Concentrate on your, on your treatment, and let's move forward. And very quickly, people started dumping time. You know, Chief, right. can I donate time? I want to donate time. And um, these people donated over 500 hours of their vacation time so that I wouldn't miss a paycheck during the time that I was in treatment, which to me spoke volumes. But some of the, some of the funnier things of that whole cancer thing was um, when I started chemotherapy and started losing my hair, um, we came up with the idea to do a head-shaving party so right. I wouldn't feel so alone being the only bald person here. I mean, we do have some good bald people naturally, but um, other people wanted to shave their heads in, uh, in support. So we had this event, had... A ton of people, probably a hundred firefighters that were there. Most of them shaved their heads. Some of them I got to shave their heads. Right. Um, you were out that day, but I have pictures of you. I think about a week later, where I was yep. shaving your head in the driveway. Um, we had uh, firefighters that were on camping trips, and they shaved their heads and filmed it and sent me pictures. I had guys in stations that couldn't come that were shaving right. their heads and filming it and sending it to me. So that kind of support when you're facing a uh, a life-threatening disease was huge in my recovery, Absolutely. was knowing that these people were here for me. And mm -hmm. and the, the funny things, the things they made me laugh at, at my bald head, at my no eyebrows. I look right. like an alien, you know. I still have that picture of you and I in my desk. Uh, <laughs> I see it every once in a while. I open the drawer, and, and there it is after you shaved my head. Yeah. And, and so, we're standing some people, next to each other. Yep. You're bald, I'm bald, and we're smiling. And what yeah. more can you say? That's awesome. Well, it was better then because then I actually had more hair. <laughs> it I, took I just, a little longer than it would today, right? Yeah, I got a haircut <laughs> last night before we did this, and I was looking in the monitor Jonah has over there. I'm like, I paid for them to patty shave my head last time. It worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, here we are five years later, and that's a distant memory, but a good, strong memory. Um we were joking the other night because uh, during that time I needed to be hydrated a few times. And so the engine would come to the house and, and hydrate me. But the medics that were setting up the IV were terrified. Oh, this right. is this is Patty and their hands are shaking. Yeah. And these are these are people that are trained professionals and 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 they save lives every day. Mm -hmm. And they're terrified to give me an IV, you know. It's because of who you are. Well, they, they right? were they were nervous, but yeah. they were there to help me. It's, it's hard when you have to work on family. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, why it's better that. when you have an, an outside third party that works on your family. And, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that was a stressful time for you and Bill. Yeah. And I think things worked out as far as work goes. We, it was fabulous. There was fabulous. a laptop. It you was could incredible. work from home when you needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 was, I was actually, I don't know, two or three years ago, I looked back at our um, scheduling system, Telestaff, and looked to see... Mm -hmm. 
uh, I was in treatment for 40 weeks, and I actually logged work time for 39 of those 40 weeks. And the only yeah. week I didn't have time was the week I had surgery. And I was out of it that week. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't need you working <laughs> you on know, anything. So, so again, the flexibility and the latitude that, that CAFMA, that, that you all gave me to be able to do that, yeah. really contributed to, to me being able to, to, to get through that and, and laugh about it still right. now, you know? Well, I would hope most organizations would, would take that same approach right. with someone that comes in with a uh, you know terrifying diagnosis, a battle that they have to fight, that they would rally around them mm-hmm. and protect their position, give them opportunities, and, right. and really just try to take care of them. I mean, that's that's what good organizations right. and and unfortunately do, in a lot opinion. a lot don't for a variety yeah. of reasons. Either don't because that's not their culture, or don't because they just don't want to. Right. You know, so I I was really fortunate to be here at that time in my life to be able to have that, that kind of support. But, you know, other times there, funny stories, again, lots of them I can't relate. Um, But uh, funny stories, sad stories. I've been, I've been blessed to be able to sit and hold the hand of somebody that's struggling and help people. And um, there's no better feeling than knowing that, that just being there and hugging somebody, um, maybe help them a little bit through something that they were, that they were doing. I know a lot of my HR peers, um, have a no touching policy, right? That doesn't work for me. I I hug everybody. I had that. No, (laughs) no, I hug everybody. And and, I don't know how to say this. We, we have no touching policies, but no inappropriate. Correct. Touching. Don't touch in anger. Yeah. Touch touch in love. And don't touch in too much love. So well, and as we learned from COVID too, don't lick other people. Or yeah, random or doorknobs. People. Yeah. Don't lick random people. Yeah, or, or doorknobs. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, it's it's. Um, I've I've been really fortunate. I I, I landed here. Um, I I had I had been invited to leave a job okay. at Grand Canyon in the night. Good I'd, way to put it. Well, I, I was fired. Um, but they'd had an administration change, a management change, and and my philosophy was different than the than the new director. And so she politely invited me and, and it was very cordial and very nice. And they gave me a six month severance, which was huge, you know? So Mm -hmm. it gave me a lot of time to decide what it was we wanted to do. And I actually came down here. We had a home down here. So we came down here and, uh, applied for, uh, applied for this job. And it was down to two candidates, myself and another gentleman. And uh, ultimately, they hired the other gentleman. So I was very disappointed because I mm-hmm. thought it'd be kind of fun to work at the fire department, you know. So I went off looking for other stuff to do, found another job. And about nine months later, the then um, executive assistant chief person okay. called mm-hmm. and said, uh, we fired that other person. Are you still interested in the job? <laughs> that didn't work out very so, well So them. I was the second choice here. So we've had a couple other employees that were second choices um, when they got hired, and they were pretty bummed about that. Right. And I relayed that story to him, and I said, don't feel bad because someone was chosen before you. It just means the timing wasn't right. You know? Well, as you talked about earlier, things happen for a reason. And what we found is that our for- first choice in some of these cases was the wrong choice. Right. And right. the second choice turned out better than we could have ever imagined. Right. I mean right. – exceeding any expectations that we had. Um, and I, I think that's where you come in. That's where some of the others th- come in, um, where we we offer positions to different people. And for whatever right. reason, they opted not to take them. And 
so we we made the call and right. have never looked back. Like, right. This should have been our first choice without question. Right. I mean, it is such a, a tenuous kind of process to to hire people. You want to do the best you can, you know. But you're looking at people in their date face, right. and and they're trying to 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 show you their best side, and and so it's difficult sometimes to ferret through and and really get to know who that person is. Right. Which is why we do so many interviews. I know it's tedious on candidates sometimes to have to come back for a second interview and a third interview and a chief's interview. But those are all important to help find the right fit right. for the organization. Somebody that's going to have that same level of dedication and commitment that's going to fit with our quirky kind of weird little work group and uh, and, and be happy. Because ultimately right. that's what you want. You want people to be comfortable and happy and feel valued in their right. work. So. Well, you know, it's it, it's interesting that that you talk about that because when I when I came in today, I already told you I was talking to a couple of firefighters and they were expressing concern when with your leaving, um, and then we started talking a little bit about the executive recruitment process and what that looks like, and they actually said, you know what, I feel a little bit com- more comforted now, right? Because I didn't understand how that process was going to work to make sure that we get the right. Right. fit for the organization um and it's going to be significant i mean thankfully you don't have to go through this process we've set up because uh it, it, it's going it, to be trying it's going to be intimidating and, and you're right it's going yeah. to be trying especially for people that that might be considering coming here from out of state but it if if they're watching it's a necessary process yeah. for us to find because because we don't want someone to come in and not be comfortable and right. decide in six months that, hey, this was a mistake. I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. this. Because they're, they're looking at us right. just as much as we're looking at them. So. Well, I don't mean – we don't mean trying by, hey, put this widget together in five right. seconds. It, it's not that. No. It's It's getting to know them, right? Right. It's getting to know them because the executive recruiting firm is doing the national search. Mm-hmm. They'll do the initial review of the resumes, right. some initial interviews, and then whoever we invite for the final interviews – there's going to be a meet and greet that we're going to invite CAFMA families to yeah. uh, to meet the person. There's going to be at least four separate interview panels. So you're, there'll be a, a manager's interview panel mm-hmm. because this person has to integrate and work with the team right. that you've been working with of right. other managers and provide services to those other right. managers. It's, it's a unique situation. Um, there's going to be a uh, a panel of line personnel from operations and non-operations, the people who would interact with the HR manager when they have a concern or an issue or just help with something. Right. I don't understand this with my retirement or my benefits. Right. I'm, I'm confused. Um, and, and God knows it won't be the firefighter who's confused with the benefits. It'll be their significant other because we're not responsible <laughs> enough to, uh, to deal with those care. at all. Yeah, we don't know. Um and then there's going to be a panel, I think, of some community leaders uh, that come in, and then a, a chief's panel, and there's possibly one other panel. I'm toying with that right now. We'll have to see. Uh, we'd also like to give them an opportunity where we take them on a tour. So it could technically be two days' worth of interview panels, but it, we're not trying to trick anybody. We're trying to get to know right. them right. and make sure that they're a right fit for the organization right. from and get that input from all different levels. Right, right. As much for them as as, as for the organization. It right. is. We don't right. want somebody coming in and, and saying, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this about your organization. Right. right. No, if, if you want to know something about CAFMA, 
That information's out there. Right. You you Google us and you're going to find our website, our web pages, our social media. You're going to find really good articles about us. You're going right. to find articles that aren't so flattering <laughs> about us. Um, it just depends on your perspective. And if you right. can wade through that and decide, is this an organization that that truly lives the values that they espouse? Right. Right. I, I think that's that's important and that's good. I mean, I I I... Um, I don't want to say I'm regretful at leaving. I'm I'm anxious and ready to leave, ready to start retirement. Right. You know, my husband's been retired for a long time, and he's been anxiously waiting for me to come home. He's like right. that chihuahua at the door. When are you coming in? When are you coming in? Um, so he's ready for me to spend time with him. I am ready to spend time with him. Yeah. And we just have a lot of things that we want to do before we get too old to do them. So, so. what are some of those things? What's your, well, we're what's going your to plan? Disneyland. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, we're going to Disneyland in a couple of weeks. My my grandnieces, who one I haven't met and the other I haven't seen since she was four, are uh, taking us to Disneyland in a couple of weeks. Oh, so, very nice. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a wonderful time with them. Um, we had planned on taking a, uh, we have a fifth wheel and we planned mm-hmm. on taking that to Alaska and spending the summer in Alaska until we either got bored or it got too cold. But there's some border requirements that make it difficult for us to travel. And there's, uh, the price of fuel that's making yeah. it much more expensive for us to travel. So, so we put that trip on hold. Hopefully we can do that next year. Um, we bought, so instead we bought, and I think this is really cool. Um, an Amtrak rail pass, a 30-day rail wow. pass. So we can get on the train in Flagstaff and go anywhere we want on Amtrak for up to 30 days. Oh, wow. That's So we're cool. just going to do the – we're very nomadic in the sense of, of um, we don't like planned vacations. Right. We like the – the, hey, this looks interesting, let's go here, or stop and ask somebody, where would you go if you were going to Minot, North Dakota? Oh, you got to see this, and we'll go see that. Very and, cool. And so that, that's, that's, our, that's our summer plan. And you have to find places, diners, where you can get the best bacon. <laughs> we, right? We're fans of Yelp. We read when we're traveling. We okay. love road trips and reading all about um, great places to go. We were on a road trip up in Montana one time, and I was looking on Yelp for where we can go for lunch and found this place with great reviews, really great reviews. So, okay, that's where we're going. Plugged it into the GPS. We drive into this scuzzy-looking truck stop. I mean, just bottom of the Some of the best food ever. Scuzzy-looking truck stop. I thought, okay, well, we're going to try. It's got great reviews. So we went in, and on their little whiteboard by the door, the, the lunch special that day was fried bologna sandwich. So that's what my husband wow. had for lunch. I had something else that was delightful. It was very, very good yeah. food. And he said it was the best fried bologna sandwich he'd ever well, had. I mean, I grew up eating fried bologna sandwiches. So, it, you know, it's not bad. But, but yeah, we, we, uh, we love restaurants. We love food, obviously. And um, we just love adventure. Uh, one of the things that uh, that we also have planned to do, people in retirement say, okay, I'm going to, here's my bucket list. I'm going to see every national park mm-hmm. or I'm going to visit every state or whatever, you know. So we, my husband and I met in jail and got married in jail. And so we decided that our retirement bucket list is to visit every state prison in all 50 states. So we've actually already got three of them checked off. Right. So <laughs> What were you in for? Uh, you know. <laughs> Eight to ten. Um, <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna see state prisons. So, right. on our train trip, we'll do a little research. 
if there's a stop we can get off of and there's a, a prison close by, we'll rent a car and we'll go. Every prison has a visitor center, believe it or not. And we'll go to the visitor center, go take a picture in front of the prison and see if we can get a nice little scrapbook right. of 50 prisons. Another thing for the old ladies in the nursing home to laugh at. It'd be a, a so. great story again, because you lead off with, we met in prison. And got married. Got married, but you were both employees. Yes, we were. Of the prison. Yes, we were. Not. Uh, yes. It, yes, we were. There, there's a lot of words for them. We not were guards, guards, turnkeys, screws, bulls, there's all kinds of. And I learned a lot of my colorful language in working in jail. I could see where that would happen. Yeah. But you also learned not to put up with a lot of BS, which is <laughs> what you get from firefighters typically. So the transition from the jail to a real job was mm-hmm. really kind of difficult for me. I went from the jail to the clerk of the Superior Court's office, okay, um, working with uh, judges and attorneys, tracking pleadings and taking care of court files, and you know just doing all the behind the scenes work that okay. has to go into into place for um, for court to happen. And I had a really difficult time when someone would kind of get me upset. Right. Excited because I had spent eight years where somebody got me excited and I grabbed him by the shirt and I yelled at him in cursing words. And sometimes he might fall to the ground. Uh, um, people trip. Yeah. And and I couldn't do that <laughs> in no, the courthouse. You showed with great the restraint here it, it in was HR. Hard. It, was, it was difficult for me to make that transition for the first year or two to realize that, okay, I have to, I have to filter. Because sometimes that may be a better way to get across to somebody. It Stop does. doing stupid things. Right, right, right. And I and I have a, I've never really understood it. And a couple other employees that have the same kind of reputation jacket we called it mm-hmm. in the jail, um, of people are scared of me, and I never understood why people were scared of me, and and I don't know if they're scared because of they 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 know what I could potentially do. But I'm a kind, loving person. I know. And I hug everybody. Absolutely. You know? Some but, tighter than others. Right, right. Some, Some maybe are. higher up with the arms. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, that's been kind of um, interesting through my career. So, so a lot of people it, tell me they're afraid of me. Two, two things before we close it out. Um, one, I've got something for you <laughs> from, from my mom. Uh, I have to tell you a story about your mom. Go ahead. Yeah. So I wanted to know if you had a closing message, some closing words that you would like to share with the members of CAFMA. So I think so, yeah. At the bottom of my emails that nobody ever reads, True. Um, for from the literally the day I got here, I have a little tagline. You know, people put little inspirational things at the bottom mm-hmm. of their emails. And I have the words that say, be silly, be honest be kind. And, and I have really tried to live that, that it's okay to be goofy. It's okay to tell somebody you love them, make it weird and, and, and be fun. Um, but be honest, you know, mm-hmm. be, be trustworthy and, and be kind. You know, I've had to call lots of people and give them bad news about you didn't get the job. You didn't pass the test. Yeah. Um, but, you don't work here but anymore. Exactly. And, but I've always felt that, you needed to do it with kindness. Um, a quick story, uh, uh, someone was being terminated and, um, I had gone to their home to deliver the termination documents and things I needed signed. Well, again, coming from the jail, I'm not stupid. I'm delivering difficult news to a person Mm -hmm. that potentially could be angry. So I brought a couple of people with me, a couple of the 
firefighters. So they drove me over there and they waited in the car while I helped this gentleman through his paperwork and he was fine and very cordial mm-hmm. and I was kind to him and and at the end of our talk he hugged me cuz I hug everybody. Sure. And he initiated it. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. push it. He initiated it and we had a nice hug and I wished him well and and sent him on his way and I climbed back in the truck with the other two chiefs that were with me and they looked at me and they said, "Man, that was ruthless." <laughs> so what do you mean ruthless? You fire a guy and then you hug him? <laughs> So they they decided that any time Patty hugged anybody, they had something to worry about because they were going to get fired. It's like kind of the kiss in the mafia. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, yeah, you, yeah. You mark your yeah, target exactly. So I carried that around for a while. They teased me quite a bit about that. Oh, funny. but 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 your mom. A quick story about your mom. Okay, I, you know everybody has a mom, but I didn't know you had a mom. I'd never met your mom. Right. And I don't even remember what the situation was. We had a situation where we were. I think we were doing a hiring process. And um, I had wanted to go mm-hmm. a certain way, and you weren't sure about that. You weren't entirely really comfortable with that. And so the next day you came in and you said, you know, I talked to my HR expert, and and I think that's going to be okay. We're going to go ahead and and, mm-hmm. and do what you wanted to do. And I find out later your HR expert is your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's brilliant. He's got his own HR expert in his back pocket. That's awesome. And then I met your mom, and what a delightful woman. And we have struck up a friendship and enjoy talking back and forth to each other. And she's yeah. on my list of people to see. I've already seen the prison in uh, Missouri, in Jefferson in City. Jefferson City, yeah. But I may go back just to have an opportunity to go spend a little time sure. with your mom. What well, a nice based person. on the way Missouri's going, there's more people in that prison right now. <laughs> <laughs> At least from the city of St. Louis. Uh, it, you know, my mom is a very caring person. and yes, she is. So she was texting me incessantly, uh, and my wife, about <laughs> your retirement. And my response quite often was, I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask or reach out to Bill. Bill has that information. I don't have it. And uh, But I knew what she was trying to do. So I was trying to get her That's what sweet. I could. Um, and so she, she sent the package to me and I brought it here today. <laughs> and I asked you this morning um, because you're doing me a favor opening it on the podcast. Because one, Jonah, this will be at least one view this week. Because uh, your my mom. mom will watch. <laughs> But I, but as I shared with you, when I tell her, hey, I gave Patty your gift, she's going to say, well, what'd she say? How'd she, what'd she like it? At? How'd she like it? What are, you know what? Let's just cut the middle person out and have you open it here. I would love that. And Dottie has sent me some great things already. Um, Didn't she send you a bunch of Tootsie Rolls once? She sent she sent me, yeah, she sent me a pair of socks. H, I love HR socks. Yes. Who's got those? I do yeah. now. Um, <coughs> she sent me this beautiful vase that, um, that, that, oh, I think my dad, um, made, your dad it, made the wood. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. And that's in my office. You right. Know, so Dottie, thank you. So if I read the card, will it make me cry? It's possible. Okay. It, usually when well, she writes things like that. Oh my gosh. Oh, Dottie. Oh my goodness. Did you know what this was? I had an idea because she was asking me for pictures and I'm like, I don't know if you can see this very well. This is my favorite memories. It has pictures of my head shaving. It has pictures of us as firefighter angel. It has my family. It has me and Mm -hmm. you bald up here. Oh my gosh. This is beautiful. Hugging chief Rose. Something for your new home. Oh my 
my gosh. That's beautiful, Dottie. Thank you. Oh, what a great surprise. So um, should I read the card here? If, if you'd like to. I'm sure it's long, knowing my mom. You think, you want to know where I got my words from? <laughs> I mean, not the cuss words because she doesn't do that. You but, do have a lot of words. Yeah, I have a lot of words. Okay, I won't read the Hallmark words, but I'll read your mom's words if I can open the card. Oh, here we go. With much love and best wishes. Patty, I bet you were wondering where the time has gone with being recently retired myself. And she and I have mm -hmm. talked about that. I have to say, I don't think we're older. Do you? At least not in all the ways that count. <laughs> True. I wanted to give you something that would help you remember the many good times you had during your time with the fire service. I hope this collage will not only be a constant reminder of the lives you touched, but also remind you just how much you meant to so many. I know Scott's felt privileged to work with you during his time in Arizona, and through him, we become friends through our common HR backgrounds. I'm blessed to know you. I'm blessed to know you, too. I hope your retirement is everything you've ever hoped it would be as you leave for the next chapter of your life. Of this one thing you can be assured, you will be missed and the love of many goes with you. Your position can be filled, but you cannot be replaced. Mm -hmm. Always remembered, you mattered. Huh? With love and God's blessings, Dottie Freitag. And and isn't that what you always want in a job is to know that you you mattered. Mm -hmm. You did, even if it's just for one person, it you is. made a difference for one person. And, and that's what we said today. You're I'm, not being replaced. Can't replace you. Well, I, I am grateful beyond words mm -hmm. for the time that I've had here. It's going to be hard to leave, but uh, but I'm 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 grateful. Well, I know you declined an exit interview, so to speak. <laughs> yet here we are closing out the podcast, and yeah. I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Like I said, it's been opportunities beyond yeah. what I ever could have imagined. What happened for me, mm -hmm. my my professional growth, the things I've gotten to do, the things the organization has supported, mm -hmm. and that mean everything to me. And that's thank you. Well, and I, I do want to say as well that you and Bill are the best Mr. and Mrs. Claus <laughs> ever. And I'd like to point out that <clears throat> the Valley is not as good at Christmas as the Quad Cities, especially here. <laughs> and you're you're now living in a retirement community, so there's not kids. So right. really your options are to come back up here right. uh, as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And come up throughout the year because it gets hot. So you're going to come back for. We're going to be back, yeah, absolutely. And we're we're uh, we're still as long as they'll have us, will. And as long as we can haul our sorry carcasses up into the fire engine, we'll keep yeah. doing Mr. and Mrs. Claus. So. We'll find a way to get you in. Yeah. So, Patty, again, thank you thank so much you. for coming on today. This has been great, uh, Jonah. Maybe the fact that Patty's here will get more people to watch it at least internally, uh, because the tens of viewers that we have. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> are, are pretty light. <laughs> I'll um, get all my all my retirement community neighbors to watch, so you'll well, get a whole new group of uh, fans. I mean, the upside is you can share with them, hey, we never know what's going to come out of his <laughs> mouth. Uh, so you might want to watch every week. Yeah. I actually refrained from making a smart <clears throat> remark about Canada. You, you, did, you were so politically correct the way that you uh, stated why you weren't going to Alaska right now. Yeah. Uh, because you have to pass through Canada, and Canada is pretty backwards. Canada currently. does not want us. No. So that's fine. I won't spend my money there. That's exactly right. But yeah. we'll have fun. Thank uh, you. Until next week, Thank remember you. to hit like and subscribe. Tell other people to watch or listen to the podcast. So beg. I don't know. Beg. 
Yeah, beg. <laughs> you know, if we could get like a hundred viewers, do we get an award? I a heard prestigious you were on, award? I heard you were on C-SPAN last week though. So did that increase viewership? It did not. Oh, and uh, I've, I've been chastised by Jonah because um, I don't typically watch the podcast because I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what it is. Um, and like many of you, I don't like seeing my face or hearing my voice. So, and, and not repeated not anywhere. Not true. So, all right. Well, thank you all very much. Thank Have you. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks.